20 minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Pack a Day Podcast. Thank you so much again for joining us today. My name is Dan Kotnick. Alongside me today are my partners, as always, Matt Fralick and Janelle Mackey. Guys, how are we doing? Are you enjoying your uh, – well, we're recording on Monday, so it's still a victory Monday for us right now. But I think the, the basket of that Sunday night game against Kansas City is going to last for a while. I'm going to enjoy it as much as I can. Definitely. Uh, great game. Uh, it's just the team, like, I was – you know, I try to – before we record these all the time, I try to just, like, sit and reflect on, like, where the team is and where they came from and, like, just going back and thinking, like, they went to Aaron Jones running – like, they just found something that worked to – on Sunday, you know what I mean? Like going five wide, having Aaron Jones line up with the linebacker and Collinsworth continued to talk about it throughout the whole game and it, but it was like notable and it's just awesome to see them find a different way to win, win a game again. Yeah. And I just trying to find different ways to win the game, obviously really good first quarter. And then Andy Reed's offensive scheme was getting the best of us. And then coming out that second half, just seeing that, okay, they figured it out, they got together, and just watching the way that they can change, it's not, oh, well, this is our scheme, so we're just going to have to hope for the best. Like, there was good change, and this team is just so fun to watch. Like, it's been a while since we've had a team that's this genuinely fun to watch, whether it's the way they're playing, the way they are in the locker room, post-game, all this stuff. It's just, this year is just too much fun for me. And it and it seems like, it seems like Aaron. This kind of seems like a a stupid uh, or an obvious thing, but like it seems like Aaron is having more fun, or at least I think feels a lot more comfortable playing in this this offense and and the style that they have right now. Because as I've been thinking about it and watched it for watched the highlight of it for like the ten thousandth time today, um, that that throw into the corner of the end zone like that. I honestly don't think he makes that throw last year. You know, when when the the whole his whole MO last year was when he got under pressure like that, he's throwing the ball away, throwing the ball away, not forcing stuff. And that was I know it looked like he's kind of throwing the ball away, but I mean he put he, he that's that's a essentially a 50-50 ball into the corner of the end zone that I don't think he really attempts unless he's kind of feeling better about the guys that he's throwing to and his comfortability in the offense. I don't know. Am I reading too much into that? Like, no, I think you're right. I mean, it's just, it's just the relationship with, I think the whole offense and just setting a new tone, you know, with new weapons. And then obviously like him and his boss, like Matt LaFleur, like I'm sure we've all, you know, we're all old enough to have a few different jobs in our lives. And like, clearly like you've had some bosses where it's great and they're like, you can bounce ideas off each other and you can swear at each other maybe even. And, you know, you go out and throw a ball in the corner of the end zone and win a, a touchdown for your team. And, like, you've had the guys like Mike McCarthy where it's just like you've been there so long where you just kind of need a new start and someone that's a little bit more relatable. And it's just like there's so much fun being had. And, like, the confidence goes both ways, I think, too. It's not like Matt LaFleur's super confident Aaron Rodgers where he's, like, making him go out and – you know, do these things that he's not capable of doing. And then, like, on the flip side, like, I don't think Rodgers is putting his team in bad situations where they have to, like, rely on maybe just, you know, a certain player or two. Like, he's making it easy for Matt LaFleur, um, you know, to be able to make decisions for the team. It's just it, – they're having a ton of fun. I mean, I'd, I'd, it's it's amazing what a coaching change 
could do. And you kind of think back, like, what if we, they were done it a year prior or something like that, too? But yeah, I, I think, Dan, what you're saying, it's, I mean, yeah, it's just they're having a ton of fun and just the, the camaraderie between the whole team. It's just this huge energy boost. Yeah. And I, like, I definitely thought 100% that he was just throwing that ball away. So. I mean, everyone did, right? I was like, there's no way, like, the way he's falling, just, like, the effort it looked like he put into that ball. I was like, no, he's just throwing this one off the side. And then Williams comes down with it, and I'm just like, okay, I'm not going to complain. I know I was talking with my buddy, and he's like, we really shouldn't be surprised anymore when these things happen, which is true. But I think just that, like, the connection and building trust, like, Last year, you remember watching all this frustration. Every time any little thing went wrong, it was like you could tell in Roger's face that he was flustered, he was frustrated, nobody's on the same page. And now you get to this year, and like that whole dynamic has just changed. I mean, the defense is what started off really strong at the beginning of this year, and the offense has just made that slow progression, and now they're like breaking through. So the defense and the offense are both hot, and all of a sudden, like wheels are rolling, and it's just, yeah, fun it, Fun is the word to use. I can't really think of another word to describe it so far. Yeah, for sure. Um, as, as So as we talk about uh, moving past this, and that we're 7-1, uh, today, before we talk about um, the upcoming game against the Chargers, uh, today is the NFL trade deadline, 4 o'clock today. Um, there really – there's – there's the, uh, I don't know, the not-so-silent minority of Packer fans that are clamoring for the Packers to do something at the trade deadline, especially offensively uh, in terms of a wide receiver. Uh, I don't know. I Personally, th- th- I haven't seen a single rumor about anything really related to the Packers. I think the only thing I've seen is that uh, that there's talks that they might be a, a possible trade partner for OJ Howard, the tight end out of Tampa Bay. I don't really see how that makes a ton of sense, especially with the uh, you know the drafting that they've done uh, this year and uh, years previous. Um, if if there was if there was one position though that you guys were looking at to make a trade today, um, is is there one that you would take a shot at? I. I can't really think of one. Janelle, can you think of one like no? That's, this is like the third really time need to address? that I'm like, wow, I think we're solid in all aspects. I mean, there's like depth that you can obviously add to, but even thinking like offensive line, Light came in and he did just fine. So I don't know, playing like, on both sides too. Like yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. He's moving and like that utility, which was awesome. And it's like all the people that are looking at wide receivers, it's like well. With Adams out, Lazard has stepped up, Kumaro stepped up. Like, I think the wide receiver depth is set. I really don't see a need to go out and get somebody unless you can bargain for them. But I think the receiver core is solid, and Adams will come back, and it'll all be great. But, yeah, it's really tough. Like, running game is solid. Offense as a whole, and you're talking about tight ends. We already have three solid tight ends and then one that we just drafted so I really don't see any offensive needs and defense I mean good depth there too so it's really tough to say if there's any straight up position that I would want to focus on it would really depend on who they're talking about getting and 
how badly we need them for what we can get them for. Yeah, and just with the O.J. Howard thing, I saw that too today, Dan. That name's been floating around, not even just for the Packers, just for mm-hmm. other teams to go and get. It just hasn't really fit the Bruce Arians offense with O.J. Howard, and he's has played limited snaps. Um, reportedly, they won like a first-round pick for him because that's, that's what they insane. drafted him as, so no one's really going to do that. I mean, I, mean I, I can't even believe that's real. That has to be fabricated, so... Um, yeah, I think tight end position. I don't correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Sternberger got was activated last week, so mm-hmm. he's off of IR. So like he's going to be coming back soon. Weird that you haven't seen Tanyan really do a heck of a lot, but I mean, you know, Jimmy Graham has been productive and been able to block better. So I mean, if you really had to pick, I'd say receiver. But again, like a few weeks ago, I was a little bit more panicky, but I think they're sitting fine. I mean, you're going to get Adams back here shortly. You know that toe you never know what it's going to last it could last all year he could miss another game or two um just hope we get through the you know the bye week here eventually and just have a a fresh fresh team to get through the end of the year but i think yeah i mean that this is one of those where it's everyone wants to like it's fun to add a position it's fun to add a player especially like a wide receiver but i don't think it makes sense at this point at all especially with the way gutenkus just like likes the draft you know what i mean he he wants mm-hmm. that equity in the draft and we've seen that the last two years he likes to stack the picks and to, to get rid of a pick for a you know a late 20s early 30 year old receiver just doesn't make sense yeah i honestly i think the only the only thing you could really improve upon with this team is depth especially i think on the defensive side i i think it would never hurt to just kind of beef up the numbers and you know the defensive line, even the middle linebacker. But at the same time, I don't think you're going to find a – you're not going to find a playmaker type kind of player, I think, at the trade deadline that isn't going to cost, you know, a, a ton of, you know, draft capital or, or something like that. And so, I, yeah, I think the way the team is currently, you know, set up, you're good to just kind of run this out, play this out for the rest of the year, see where everything stands, and then – kind of reevaluate once you get into the off season and you know whatever happens the rest of this year I, I i agree i think i think this is the one this is the one time that uh one time in a long time that uh i feel really comfortable with the packers not making any uh any kind of move at the trade deadline um which i guess is a testament to what like you said matt what gudukins has done he's done all of that uh free agent stuff in the off season instead of trying to do something and and patch a hole now. Um, But let's talk about the Chargers, guys. Uh, This is the third matchup between Aaron Rodgers and Phillip Rivers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has come out victorious on both occasions. Um, This is the second time that he'll be out in – well, this is the first time he'll be out in L.A. with the Chargers. Uh, They were in San Diego last time. I've always been a big fan of Phillip Rivers, so I always – I'm like super happy when we get to play them because I love watching Philip Rivers play, and I, I think that this could this could honestly turn out to be a a bit more of a shootout than I think people uh, might be might be prepared for if you're just looking at records and and the way teams are playing recently. Because from what I saw against them uh, in the the Bears game last week, yeah, it's the Bears, and they're not as great as I think people thought they were, but. Um, I think this team is. I think the the Chargers are are starting to hit a bit of a corner as they come into this week. I mean, they're they just got off a three you know three loss skid, so that's nice. They finally got a win. Like, just 
they've been shooting themselves in the foot all year. Uh, I think we talked about um, just that Lions game and the fumble, and like and then they have the Bears game. I mean, honestly, the Bears. There's no way they should have lost that game. I mean, Trubisky has two turnovers in the fourth. They missed the field goal, and that I think that's all I heard today on sports radio was just about Matt Nagy and his decision making at the end of the game. But I just, I, I, I agree. I like, I like Philip Rivers. I just, he, he always, he's never going to get over that hump. And I think his best chance of it was last year, and it just didn't happen for him. And I think it's at the point where he's just kind of at the end of his career in the last, maybe, maybe this is the last season. I'm not really sure, but I. Yeah, they're just in a weird spot. They have a ton of injuries, you guys. I mean, they have put yeah. Forrest Lamp just went on IR. Uh, Russell Kuhn came back, and they said he was on, like, first of all, as an alignment, they said he was on a snap count, which is just strange to me. But then he leaves, like, he left the game Sunday and was injured again. They said it wasn't anything severe. But, I mean, they've lost Derwin James. They lost their other safety, Adrian Phillips. Two other receivers are on IR. Um Melvin Ingram missed three games up in, uh, you know, when they lost those three uh, in a row versus the Broncos, the Steelers, and the Titans. So they've just been having so many issues. And then, lo and behold, they finally got their, you know, their number one running back back only four weeks ago. So they're just, I could see it being a shootout. I mean, I think, I remember the last game that they played in Lambeau mm-hmm. uh, came down to the wire. Um, and I think Keenan Allen had a huge game that day, if, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I could see that. I mean, it, Eckler's making a really, really great year. People thought, I mean, if, as far as I have him in fantasy football, so I kind of pay attention a little bit more to him. But, <laughs> like, he he's still being productive in that offense, so they clearly are still running it through him. But I could see it being a shootout. Janelle, do you, do you see that happening or not really? Yeah, I mean, and just after years of playing fantasy football, you notice Phillip Rivers is the kind of guy who can pass for 400 yards and still lose. Like, the air game for them is huge. And, like, just kind of looking at comparisons with the team, like, they have almost the same amount of average passing yards per game and, like, total yards per game. They're pretty close. And it's really just, like, the run game right now because even though they have Melvin Gordon back, Melvin Gordon has come out and said, wow, missing training camp has really affected the way he's playing because – I really thought that all of a sudden I was going to be like, okay, Melvin Gordon's back, and all of a sudden the Chargers are back to winning, and that really hasn't been the case. As good as Eckler's playing, they're still not getting over that 100 yards per game kind of thing with them. Like, they average, I think, like 70 yards per game in rush yards, and that's where the Packers have been really dominant, especially these last few weeks with Aaron Jones balling out. So the one big thing is that, like, the – yards allowed against the Packers defense versus Chargers defense Chargers are like bottom tier with how many yards they allow per game so even though offense wise it's going to be a shootout I feel like I think their defense is struggling and ours is on the rise so I definitely see I definitely see it being more of an air game especially from them even though they do have solid running backs Philip Rivers throws the ball that's just his game he Likes to throw. They always have a ton of yards in the air. But they're a team that, for like the past few years, they're not a very good closing team. They don't know how to finish the game. And they get lucky with another Bears doink, but they should have lost that one in all honesty. It's just the Bears. So I really don't see this being like a blowout. Like you can look at the record and be like, okay, over well, 7-1. 
they're three and five, but they don't play like they should be three and five, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Uh, I don't know if anyone listens to the Dan Lebetard show, but there's a, there's a running joke that Philip Rivers will always constantly be in the situation of being down by four points with four <laughs> minutes to go in the game with no timeouts and have to drive the length of the field to win the game. And if you watch his games, he seems to be in that situation almost every single week. And yeah, that goes to the, that goes back to Janelle's point of they just never can really kind of close out games, but they're always in contention for like every single game. It feels like, so you, you can never just write them off. And um, you know, I, I think for, for this, you know, this, this Chargers team, offensively there's a lot there's a lot that can happen there but really i think this i think this defense is um is underrated at times which is crazy because they've got two of the best pass rushers i think in the nfl if not one of the best in uh in the big bear joey bosa um which uh, which is crazy too if you look at the schedule the the packers have to play both of the bosa brothers within the span of a month they play uh, Joey Bosa this week, and then um, the very last week of November, right after their bye week, they go to San Francisco and meet up with Little Bear Nick Bosa. Um, so I, I think if we're looking at storylines, uh, we were kind of talking off air before we started this. The the uh, the potential injury situation of Bakhtiari and Bulaga could. Um, you know, be one of the big uh, storylines to watch coming in because those two are going to have their hands full, uh, you know, either the left or right side because it's it's Bosa or it's Ingram on either side. And so um, I, I think that's that's something to really watch because we saw the um, uh, the Chiefs defense really give the offensive line trouble, and that was with everyone still healthy. Uh, and now you've got two edge rushers that, you know, kind of rival your own on your side of the ball. So uh, for, for me, that's that's the biggest thing to watch is how this offensive line handles that because then the cornerback group too, you know, they press, they play tough. You've got Casey Hayward and Desmond King uh, back there. It, it can cause trouble if you're not ready for it. I agree, Dan. I think that's really the only thing that I'm worried about is just the injuries on the edge. Uh, Bolsa's has got seven sacks in the year. I think the next – person for them is Desmond King at two and a half sacks must be blitz enough you know the edge and the nickel spot so Bose is someone you always have to be worried about uh he was kind of uh had a little bit of a lull there maybe in their their in the middle of the the first few games but um back-to-back two sack games uh he's he's always going to cause havoc I mean you could even have a healthy Bulaga and a healthy Bakhtiar out there he's still going to cause some confusion and like I said with Ingram coming back finally after uh, missing three games he's he's going to be healthy too so uh, you know, like I said, though, their, their defense is very banged up. Um, I I really, like Janelle also mentioned, I mean, they can't run the ball at all. I think their highest leading rusher is Eckler. He had 66 yards earlier on in the year. And, I mean, Melvin Gordon hasn't broke, I think, just barely over 30 yards every game he's been there. So they're going to have to throw it around. And Keenan Allen's been banged up with a hamstring. Mike Williams has been here nor there. I mean, he had a few big plays, I think, on Sunday. But besides that, he really hasn't been on the field too much. So it's they're going to have to win it through the air. I don't think that's a question. I just I, I think it's going to be an issue if our defense can stick with Eckler. Um, Hunter Henry's been playing pretty well recently, too. So they've relied on both those guys to move the ball down the field. I, I would be sh- shocked if it didn't turn into – 
the Smith and Smith pinning their ears back and going after Philip Rivers down maybe two scores already just to try to make them you know turn the ball over more. I want to say they're averaging over a turnover a game. Rivers has accounted for most of those with fumbles and interceptions. So I think you can get after Philip Rivers, make him uncomfortable in the pocket with that banged up offensive line too. I think this really it it's probably going to start as a shootout, but I think by the end of it the Packers are just going to run the ball like we've been seeing them do. I would imagine, let's say, what week are we set for? We're set for, it sounds like Jamal Williams' big game since Aaron Jones had the last one. (laughs) And the way it's been working. So let's give him the ball, give him 100 yards, and get out of there with a win. Before we transition at all, do you guys know the name of the stadium currently that the Los Angeles Chargers play at? Uh, I believe it's, isn't it StubHub something? It used to be StubHub. It's changed twice since then. Janelle, do you have any guesses? Well, I accidentally called them San Diego yesterday, so I really don't think I know anything at this Ooh. point. <laughs> it was StubHub, then Home Depot Center. Now it's the Dignity Health Sports Park. Park. Just a little <laughs> sports park. 27,000 people fill that that park. So, uh, yeah, just that's a we- that's weird. I can't. I can't imagine going like you go to Lambo and you're like, oh, this is you know has all this notoriety and just the history of a hundred years here and it's huge. I mean, there's what seventy five, eighty thousand people and you go to Los Angeles and play in a soccer stadium with twenty seven thousand people and it's just, I don't know, very very strange atmosphere to go to a game. I'm sure there the weather's got to be good, but outside of that, just rough. You know, really, really, what is is it's kind of embarrassing for the NFL, isn't it? It's, I mean, it's yeah. to, to have to have a team. I I heard uh, one of the local sports guys is kind of talking about this um, a little bit because if you've if you've watched any of those Chargers games, like the last that Monday night game against uh, it was it Monday night or Sunday night against the Steelers, um, where it was seventy percent Steelers fans, and you could of Steelers you, fans. you could very audibly hear that, and it's like you know. It, it just it's it's a it's a really sad state to have a, a a franchise like the San Diego Chargers, who you know they don't have the history of you know like the Packers or, or any of these other you know kind of brand name teams, but they kind of had a niche there in San Diego, and it really sucks to see um you know a franchise like that go to a place uh where you know no one really cares about them, to, you know flatly like no one cares that they're there. More people go to the Galaxy games at that stadium than they do, you know, the the Chargers. It, 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 it sucks, so we'll see. But it's it for this week though. I'll I'll put that aside and just be happy that um you know it gets turned into to Green Bay West essentially. Yeah, Packer fans travel pretty well. You could hear it in Arrowhead. You could hear all the the cheeseheads cheering. So yeah, I mean. It'll be interesting. It's it's definitely even just watching it, just the the crowd interaction when they go to stadiums like that, and it's just like it brings the momentum down. Even if they're cheering against you, it's still just like that noise just does something extra for the game. So it's kind of awkward when there's not a full stadium there watching the game. I remember the last the last time that the Packers were in uh, San Diego. Uh, eight years ago, I distinctly remember Philip Rivers coming out afterwards saying they had to go to uh, a silent count because the Packers fans there were so loud during the game. 
Uh, and so, I mean, just just imagine what it's going to be like this Sunday. Maybe they'll play. Maybe they'll play Go Pack the the Go Pack Go <laughs> thing because when the Steelers were there, they played Renegade, which is like you know their uh, their big stop cheer. So maybe 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 they'll maybe they'll give us a Go Pack Go or a jump around. Just anything to get crowd interaction. <laughs> did they really play? Did they really play Renegade? Did they really so play I Renegade? Think, so I think they were. They did. They they for sure did. I think they <sighs> were doing it. I think the PA guy did as like kind of a way to troll them, like troll the Steelers fans because I think they like did something else like right after it. Uh, but I mean, once you got that crowd base, like getting into renegade at the beginning, like they didn't care what was coming afterwards. No, you know, questionable decision-making. Yeah. Well, uh, so as you wrap up guys, any, um, final thoughts or, or words, stuff that you're looking for this week or, or just heading into this week's game against the chargers. Kind of like why, my final thought is better tackling instead of just throwing your body at a guy, please yeah. wrap up. That's kind of my big, big fix it this week is tackling. I would, yeah, I would agree with that. There's a few fundamental things that were just a little off on Sunday, uh, two delay games. That was not great. You don't like to see that. Uh, just, a few sloppy things, especially on defense, like Janelle said. I would say maybe special teams could play a factor. Uh, Desmond King does have a punt return for a touchdown this year. And um, their punter, I believe, is it Tyler Long? He's averaging like over 50 yards of kicks or on a punt. So two good punters. Maybe it's, maybe it's a punter battle. It doesn't even turn Ooh. into a, you know, a, a, <laughs> Not the air a, game we were looking for. Just between – yeah, a different type of air game, more more hang time game, but yeah. that's something that could play a factor a little bit. But I I really do see the Packers coming out on top here. I, I, last thought is it's just weird. Also, the Packers have so many games. It seems like that they've had just going up against elite pass rushers, and they have a few more throughout the rest of the year. It's just strange to see another, especially two big names that they're going to have to go up against. But I think uh, that offensive line will get it done, assuming they're healthy. Yeah, I would agree. And uh, just uh, kind of a final thing for me, um, you know, I'm, I obviously like, like I said, I love Philip Rivers, and for like for some reason, the Chargers have always been kind of like my AFC team. I don't know, like like I've always like kind of like followed them and rooted, like just liked seeing them do good. And maybe it was more Philip Rivers. Just kind of a, a weird personal note that I I kind of just thought about as I was getting ready. Um, and I I really hate to bring the the podcast down. I'm not trying to whatsoever. But uh, four years ago. Um, my family lost my uncle Rich unexpectedly and, um, it was right in the middle of the football season. And I just, and our whole family are, are crazy, stupid, diehard cheesehead fans. And so, uh, literally the next game, uh, on the schedule was the chargers game. And so we finished up his wake and went to a bar right down the street from the, the, the funeral house. And we had about 25 people in this bar with like two other people. And we were all in suits and like nice clothes uh, cheering the Packers. And the bartender was like absolutely confused. Like why the hell are all of you Packer fans in this bar <laughs> dressed in suits watching the game? And it was just, it was a, a funny thing that stood out to me. Cause like, I just remember like, especially that the way the game ended with the, the play at the end zone, I forget who made, was it? It was Micah Hyde or Casey Hayward yeah, it was came over and, and made that play in the corner of the end zone like that. Like it just kind of put a, a put a big bow on that, that week. And uh, 
you know, it was just a really cool moment. It's just what I thought of the last time that we played uh, the Chargers, just something that stuck out to me. So I, I, I'm, I'm Wisconsin, excited. I thought it was only Wisconsin people who went to the bar after a funeral or a wake. I guess it's maybe just a, maybe it's a Packer thing. <laughs> they were dude, uh, they were lucky that we didn't turn like the the there was like a, a room down below with like a tv they're lucky we didn't bring like beer into there and watch the game in the funeral parlor uh <laughs> as, we were, as we were waiting they're lucky we went to the bar <laughs> um but yeah uh like i say keep keep with us the rest of of this week guys as we always say um plenty more to break down as we get through the rest of this week obviously like we said injuries this week are going to be a big thing, so stick with us as we get more news on that and then the trade deadline today uh, for the Packers and the rest of the NFL as well. Uh, make sure that you're following us on Twitter at Packaday Podcast. Uh, subscribe, rate, review, tell your friends to uh, follow the podcast, give us a listen. Um, all three of us are on social media as well. I'm on Twitter at DK All the Way. Guys, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Matt underscore Frey underscore. That's at M-A-T-T underscore F-R-A underscore. Janelle, where can they get you, you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Big Mac underscore four, B-I-G-M-A-C-K underscore four. Perfect. And like I said, guys, stay with us the rest of the week. Going to be a lot more to talk about. And uh, we'll we'll actually get to the next time we talk. We'll be right in the middle of the bye week, guys. So <laughs> here's to hoping that uh, that the Packers are 9-1 and one next, time that, uh, next time that we talk. Until then, guys, um, hopefully we'll hear this in, uh, in L.A. a couple of times this week. But go Pack Go. Go, go Pack, pack Go. go.